Originally, I didn't want to be a comedian. I wanted to be a jazz musician. If I could trade in comedy right now without it affecting everything, all of made me funny. If I could leave it right now and be proficient as a jazz musician, I would have done that because that was my first love. And that's how I first came to understand and, and encounter Islam with jazz musicians. So that history is really rich. Coltrane, uh, Art Blakey, uh, all these, you know, uh, Yusef Latif, all these guys uh, had this spirituality about them and it was tied to Islam. So I, I was really tied to that. Comedy was second. Once I realized I was horrible, once I realized that playing a saxophone made people think I was a comedian, that's how bad it was. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe I'll just do this. But I mean, it was, it's been that space. It's been that grounding. And even now, you know, I tell jokes, but it's from a jazz perspective. It's, for, it's literally from a jazz perspective. So Islam, jazz, have their own history together. A lot of people don't understand that. And, and comedy is somewhere in there, but literally you're still living that tradition. Born in Washington, D.C., uh, Christian family, uh, Northwest D.C., um, mother's Mary Moss, father's Clifford Moss Jr. Um, grew up typical family, African-American family, migrated from the South. So we had those values, um, had some, some, some island values. Um, hard work, man, blue collar, extremely blue collar, um, educated. You know, once you got past my grandfather, my grandmother, it's like everybody's got to go to school. Um, so you had that, man. Yeah, you had that. And I grew up, uh, I think at sixth grade, went to military school, still have some of those, uh, those traits. You know, so you're never going to see me. I'm not going to be, un I'm not going to be unkept, you know, I'm going to be a shaved, trimmed, whatever. Um, but it kind of falls into being Muslim. So I was, I was on an early program, boys and girls on an early tract. Um, you know what it was? I, my mother, and my teacher, her name was Miss Alveda Jones, uh, old school African-American teacher, black teacher, college, that type of thing. And she came out and she dealt with the fact that a pathway to success for African-Americans is you had to get your education. And though I used to joke in her class and make a lot of jokes, she was the one that talked to my mother about um, not sending me to public school, that there was something internally that I needed discipline wise. So I wound up seventh through 12th grade and went to military school. My father's military, he had served uh, during the Vietnam uh, era. But um, I, was, I, wanna, I was a thinking kid, I was a creative, I, was, I played sports. So it's interesting, so you knew, all the, you, you knew all the good kids, you knew the nerds, you knew the bad kids, you knew the criminals, you know, but everybody respected that you had the space. Plus, uh, I'll praise this dude, man, I can make people laugh, so I can make them laugh. The adults laugh, make the kids laugh, you know, at a very young age. So um, that was my ticket. That in sports, that was my ticket. Well, I took my shahada like two weeks before Ramadan. So people like, alhamdulillah, he's Muslim, but he's not a smart one. It's like, you waited 45 days. 
<laughs> he'd have been okay. And I took the religion. All I heard was no, no, no eating or drinking some at sundown. I didn't even get the rest of it. Um, so I literally, my first Ramadan, I almost starved to death. People thought I was on heroin and, uh, or some kind of dope. And then when I told him I'm, I'm doing this on purpose, it's like, he's definitely on dope. Um, it was, it was, it was interesting, but there's a purpose to it. And I wanted to be good at this thing. So it's, it's funny. I was, my iftars, man, I, I, I break fast with Snickers bars, man. I didn't know. We didn't know about dates. Brother's like, you have to have a date. I'm like, there's no dating in Islam. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was a process. I think it, like my third Ramadan, I kind of got it that you could go to the mosque. But I was a comedian, so I'm on the road traveling. I don't know this. I'm, you know, I'm I'm out. I'm just just don't eat sun up to sundown. That's what Allah says, and we did it. But um, yeah, there's always a guy that's trying to hype you up to be Muslim. You can do it, brother. You can do it. And there's a brother that's like, you ready to be Muslim? I'm like, yeah. He's like, he's like, you ready to give up the, the drugs? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you ready to give up the alcohol? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you ready to give up the women? I'm like, I'm ready to give up the alcohol. You know? <laughs> it's a constant growth, you know? But it was funny that you even thought about it. You thought, I mean, this is before you engage the Quran and before you really have a relationship with the Rasulullah, peace and blessings be upon him. You don't know. It's just like, man, I want that thing. And on the, on the other side, you say, I want that thing. But on the side, you're thinking, that thing wants me. That thing wants me. The whole idea of God is two aspects of it. One is God delivers and as you got older, Islam, God delivers you from them. So it was a vague thing before, but in Islam, particularly in the 40s and 50s, you had the Nation of Islam, and I was very close to the Nation of Islam. Uh, probably was supposed to be in the NOI. But it was that you pointed out that God has nothing to do with this oppression, these people, these people are oppressing you. And you have to point the finger at the government or white supremacy or whatever, because God loves. And now you may go through trials and tribulations, but just the idea that you have control. And that was the thing that I watched uh, in the communities, guys getting off the dope, guys getting off of heroin, guys getting off of alcohol, guys getting out of the, out of the crime game, treat your women right, things like that. You know, a lot of people don't understand this happens, you know, this happens in the absence of, quote unquote, you know, proper Akita. It's just a black man going, there's something in this book. I hold it to my heart. It makes me want to change what I'm doing. And it was the same for me. You know, we, and I say this with the utmost sincerity, but you come into loving Islam in some regards. You didn't know about the prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. It's just that this being a Muslim was such such an overpowering idea that it changed. And then you learn about Prophet Muhammad because we knew about Elijah Muhammad. We didn't know about Prophet Muhammad. But then coming to Elijah Muhammad, it reveals that, wait, wait, this is even better than I thought, that this is full tradition. And that was the, the, the evolution, if you will, in terms of understanding yourself as a Muslim, but also as a part of a 
global type deal. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's really powerful. You know, so the convert experience, uh, from my perspective, I'm 55. But when you say I'm 55, look, Malcolm X was assassinated in 65. I'm born in 66. King's assassinated in 68. The Nation of Islam doesn't make the move to Sunni Islam until 1976. So I have 10 years of watching black men in bow ties talk about God, talk about Allah, talk about all these things with just a little, you know, it's not a full comprehensive understanding of Hadith and fiqh and things like that. It's an active and go you're seeing people live their religion. You know, even you can say, you don't know all of this. Like they didn't have to know. It's, it's, the, it's the immediacy of it. Like Islam is going to meet you where you are. So it, it might not be with a whole Quran and the whole thing. It might not be with fasting. You might come up, but man, it changes your scope. Think about this, man. If I don't take my shahada back in the day, I'm not here now. I'm literally not here now. If I'm not taking Islam and trying to make it a living thing or something that I do in terms of comedy, we're not here today. There's no tours. There's no, there's no Allah made me funny. There's no penny appeal tour. There's no human appeal tour. There are the people who are not out there doing what they do. You know, you know, if, if Islam, if Islam doesn't work that way, Maybe Dave Chappelle isn't Dave Chappelle, the comedian, or Dave Chappelle, the Muslim. Think about that. I, I think the thing about Islam, what I really like, is it doesn't allow you to sit around and see your work. Like, this is a working religion. You know, my, my, good, my, my big brother, may Allah be pleased, when Reginald Kitchen used to say, um, um, Allah never wastes the, the, the work of a righteous worker. A lot of other ways to work. One is work, and two is righteous, and three, you got to be a worker. And that constantly says that you're out in the street. My religion is found in the street. My religion is talking to, you know, telling jokes to homeless people, telling jokes to addicts. That's the way I grew up. Telling jokes to people on the corner, the pimps. Telling jokes to cat. Telling jokes to the drug drug dealers. Telling jokes to the jokes at church. You know, and this was... This was your evolution. This was your education. This is how you learn how to do it. My Aunt Ruth, funniest person in my family. Father, second funniest. Um, but you come out of the African-American tradition of comedy. And that is fused with the fact that you deal with oppression in America. Uh, you come out of the womb knowing that somebody somewhere doesn't want you to succeed and will work uh, counterfactual to, to your success, if you will. And that becomes a drive, you know, that becomes a drive. So under that auspices, you're like, yo, I'm going to be excellent. I'm going to be funny. I want to be successful in spite of what you think. And I'm going to do it in front of your face. And if I'm doing it right, your people will come to my show. Your people come to my rap show. Your people watch my TV show. And it was that, that type of thing. And so that drive is literally what still, you know, moves me today. I'm going to say this and, and I'm trying to make it concise. I always had a problem in Christianity with the Trinity. I always had a problem. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, it just never resonated. That's number one. And then number two, I watch religion oppress people. I watch religion oppress people. I heard stories about 
black churches being burned down, black Christian churches being down. I, 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 <clears throat> I heard stories of the white spray here and the black spray here. I heard these stories. Now, no religion is perfect. But if you're putting that on me, you're asking me not to think. You're asking me not to research. And Islam was, a, it was, I saw it working. So I saw that people could liberate themselves. Big ways, small ways, but they could liberate themselves. And it was, it's intoxicating. You see that. I mean, you, you, you got guys who did 25, 30 years. They were terrible people when they went into prison. When they came out, man, they had a light. They had a nur. And I'm like, what is that? I, I want some of that. Rub, rub some of that on me, brother. Come on, you know. And it was just, even the language, man, just to be able to uh, access Islamic language. You've been speaking English your whole life. It ain't been working for you. You say, assalamualaikum, somebody has to respect bond to you and just the greeting everything about the greeting is from the angels and and and, and the procedural understanding if somebody gives you a greeting give them something that's equal even better <clears throat> you would see that brother would say assalamualaikum another brother he said louder you know and it was just it was the love it was the fellowship and you know particularly coming out of americans man you 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 really learn to love people in a different way under the guidance and understanding of religion, which is really, really important. I'm gonna be honest, man, the response at home was, it was tough, you know, um, you know, I didn't tell my parents right away. I, I was Muslim, you know, my dad, uh, maybe a lot be pleased with him. We, I left a prayer rug out one time, not thinking, and my dad was vacuuming. He was like, what, they, what, what in the world is this, you know? Boy, get out here. What What's up with this little rug here? You know, you know, like this doesn't match what I got on the floor. You know, my rug is brown. This is purple. Why'd you get a brown rug, son? You gonna do and, you're, and you're going through that and just um, talking about fasting. You know, my grandmother, I'm like, Grandma, I can't eat that. What, you can't eat pork? I can't eat that, and I can't eat it during the day. I'm a Muslim. You sound like you're a vampire. You know, um, you were in that space because people learned. And I think this is something that, that, that probably needs to be discussed further, that in your transition, people learn. My mother learned that I wanted to be a better son. My father learned that I wanted to be a better son. My grandmother learned that I really loved her and I wanted to serve her. Uh, your, your, your children understand that. It's not you're a parent, but you're engaged in parenting. These are things that are different. And you have something that you can go to. You know, the, the book, the, the, the Quran is not a difficult read. It's not a difficult read. And the themes are very accessible and they're applicable. They're, they're right there. They're applicable, man. And I'm like, it's almost, if a, if a jazz musician came up with religion, it'd be Islam. Because the tonality is there. The, the colors are there. The tones are there. The narrative's there, the story, the climax, the, you know, these are things that are endearing, specifically endearing, yeah. One of the, the larger things I have to say, and I'll be honest, you know, African-American community, Muslim community is beautiful. Um, the welcome mat wasn't necessarily rolled out with some of the immigrant masters. Uh, 
and I, I could, you could feel that it was tangible. Um, and then you, but you have to fix it. You have to fix it in your own mind. You have to fix it in your own self-identity. And so I went through that process too. I know Allah Made Me Funny was a huge thing because 9-11, it wasn't just Muslims trying to deal with non-Muslims. There was a communal aspect that uh, indigenous Muslims in America weren't talking to the immigrant Muslims in America. And I remember when I came here in 2004, it was sort of the same. We weren't talking. We weren't having this dialogue. We were in the middle of, we were under, we were under siege. And we're not having a conversation, a dialogue. And we pushed that dialogue. We pushed that conversation. We used comedy to do it. So, you know, things like Islam Channel, uh, we, it goes way back, 2004, 2005. You know, it goes back that far. Now, we have a relationship. So when I come in to town, I was like, oh, I know about Islam Channel. They know about me. We have a relationship. I've been here a lot, man. I've been coming to the UK since 2004. And this last time that I came was amazing. Uh, for no other thing other than customs. Because now getting to customs takes like 11 minutes. You just put your passport and they, they let you go. It's like, oh, this is like, this is, it felt like getting on a bus, getting off a bus. But it was nice though. I'm actually here, uh, gonna be working, headlining the tour with Penny Appeal. Um, they're, they're raising uh, consciousness and money to support Pakistani flood victims. So I am here to bring the last, but also help them along with some of the, some great talent they have lined up to uh, raise awareness and also raise some funds. I come to the UK, I have relationships with people. Doing comedy for me is about understanding and narrating how viable, uh, viable and valuable uh, a relationship is and how you want to build it and, and, and constructing an act to do so. So in many regards, it is attributable to prophetic narrative outside of the fact that, you know, we have these creedal statements, you know, that bind us, that we, you know, that binds us. But beyond us, like, well, how do we build? So comedy has been that way for me, but I've seen it leaps and bounds. So I see it with other comedians now and they don't, they don't deal with that. And, and it brings a certain amount of joy to my heart. I've seen converts who go through and converts have a difficult time sometimes because everybody's there to rah-rah you on at the beginning. Then you take a shahada and everybody's, where did everybody go? What's, what's happening? And so you're left to uh, figure out this religion on your own. Um, and I try to make sure that I'm available for a lot of brothers and sisters that come through, but we have to work on that. We definitely have to work on that. You, you bring people to the religion. It's like somebody you bring to your house and you say, hey, are you ready for dinner? Yeah, he said, well, fix what you want. <laughs> we have to uh, take care of that experience. And, you know, because once we can, I want to say really, really take care of experience and, and have people to have an equitable understanding of what this religion is, what it could be. Not the fact that you start off, you know, on 10, you're gonna start off on two or three or four and you're gonna build, but just, you know, sustainability and how you love Allah and how you love his prophet. Peace and blessings be upon him. Uh, you could ask, how'd I get to be such a good looking black man, but it's okay. Yeah, you know, save that for the next interview. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.